Welcome to the Hope Unlimited Church podcast. We are so honored to connect with you, and we pray that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. How's everybody doing this morning? Cool. Well, I'm excited to, yeah, continue this series this morning. Um, I got some friends in the house this morning. Uh, Wesley and Alex wave to everyone this morning. They're here. He has a Tesla. I drove it very fast yesterday, um, very, very fast. And if you want to give me one of those, I'm, I will gladly receive it. I'm not not above it. Anyways, I do want to uh, continue in our series this morning titled Kingdom Culture, and I want you to go with me to a few places. In the Bible this morning, first place is Luke 16, Luke 16. Everybody loving this fall weather? Yes. It's good. It's good. Let's see here. Luke 16. We're going to start in verse 10, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to start in verse 10. We've got several places that we're going to go this morning, but let's just start here. It says this. It says, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If you then have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you with true riches? If you've not been faithful with unrighteous wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's things, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate one, love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and money. Go this morning. You probably do not have a Passion Translation Bible. The really Pentecostal people here will have a Passion Translation Bible with you. Uh, But we're going to read a couple verses out of the Passion Translation. It's probably a verse that you're very familiar with, um, but it's Colossians 3, uh, 22 and 23. I want to read that this morning. Charlie, do you have that? Yes. All right, here it is. It says this. It says, let every employee listen well and follow the instructions of their employer. That's in the Bible. (laughs) That one hurt. Not just when their employers are watching, and not in pretense, but faithful in all things. Say faithful in all things. Here it is. For we are to live our lives with pure hearts in constant awe and wonder of our Lord God. Listen to this. Put your heart and soul into every activity that you do as that you're doing it to the Lord himself and not merely for others. Okay? Go to Daniel chapter 6. I know I've had a lot of scripture the past two weeks. I hope you are not offended at that. (laughs) We're going to read Daniel chapter 6 starting in verse 1. It pleased Darius to set the kingdom to set over the kingdom of 120 satyrs, to be throughout the whole kingdom. And over them, three high officials, who Daniel was one of them, to whom the satraps should give account. 
so that the king might suffer no loss. Listen to this. It says, then Daniel became distinguished. Say distinguished. Say it again. Say distinguished. Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials because of an excellent spirit. Say excellent. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials sought to find ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, and they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error was no error or fault was found in him. Um, the main kind of focus of this whole series that we've been in, Kingdom Culture, is literally just we are called to be distinguished. We are called to be different. We are not called to submit to the values of the culture that we live in. We are of the kingdom of God, and we have their culture Right? We have their culture, and we want to do we, we want the kingdom of God's culture to invade the culture around us. Let me say it to you like this. Jesus said it like this: You are light in the darkness. You are light in the darkness. We we believe here that the world is fallen and broken, and when you get saved, you get Jesus on the inside of you. You learned that last week when you, that the Holy Spirit, or yes, the Holy Spirit baptizes you in Jesus. Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. We got last week that you are you have Jesus Christ, the same Spirit of Jesus on the inside of you. You have the same Spirit as Jesus on the inside of you, and you were called to be light in darkness. And so last week I gave, it was a, it was a spiritual sermon. That's what you would call it, more, more spiritual. This week I want to give you a practical way that has to do with your integrity, your character, and it, it really says a lot about you, especially when you carry yourself with what I'm going to talk about. Um. When you carry yourself this way, it's a big deal. I notice, tons of people notice. Last week I gave you the baptism of, or the baptism in and with the Holy Spirit. This week I want to talk to you about developing a spirit of excellence. Developing a spirit of excellence. We oftentimes, I think in our culture, we see how people or we see how our coworkers interact that may not be of the kingdom of God and we think that that's acceptable for us to act that way as well right um, we let oftentimes the world with around us shape the world within us and the kingdom is the world within us and the world that's on us shapes the world around us it's not the opposite and so I want to talk to you this morning look at your neighbor say this say developing a spirit of excellence, developing a spirit of excellence. I have four things this morning. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to take notes. Um, if you start taking notes, we might, we might just give you some note cards to take notes. But you got to start taking notes first so that I can see that you're going to use them because I don't want to waste paper, okay? Anyways. First thing that you need to know about developing an excellent spirit, excellence is an attitude, it's not an outcome. Excellence is an attitude, it's not an outcome. Now, excellence, a lot of times, is, it's, 
Let me wait to get to that one. Let me, let me just hit Daniel chapter 6 for a second. Let me wait to get to that one. Excellence, Daniel chapter 6, says that Daniel distinguished himself because he had an excellent spirit. Not because he had a gift. Not because he was anointed. Not because he was, he was a prophet. Not because he could hear from God. Not because he could do any of those things. The Bible says that he distinguished himself because his spirit was excellent. Or, let me, let me flip that, his attitude was excellent. His attitude was excellent. Because excellence is an attitude, it's not an outcome. And so when Daniel was set to serve, he didn't show up and was like, man, I just got to do this. I just got to do this. No, Daniel was in the middle of Babylon. In the middle of Babylon, right? If you've ever read the book of Daniel, if you haven't, you should go read it. But if you've ever read it, you will know that it wasn't really, it wasn't a good time to follow God at that time, right? Like, we're going to throw you in a furnace, right, and hope you come out. And if you come out, God's real. If you don't, well, you're, you're burned, right? Praise God. Here, here is, I think, what some people need to know about excellence. Excellence is not about what you do. It's about how you do what you do. That's why it's important for you to go to work tomorrow and work like you're working unto the Lord instead of your boss. Because your boss may have some things against you, but that shouldn't matter because you're of the kingdom of God. Now we talked about, I know we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you being full of the Holy Spirit and and all of those cool things last week. And and we want that to transform our culture. But we do, a lot of times in the kingdom of God, we want that to transform our culture because that's easy. These are character issues. These are character issues. Sometimes it sometimes you complaining that your boss doesn't like you. That's not the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. You complaining about your boss to other coworkers is not the kingdom. What you're doing with your life is not as important as how you're living your life. What you are doing is not as important as how you are doing it. If you want an excellent spirit, how you do things matters. How you do things matters. You showing up on time matters. You getting, to, you getting to work on time in the morning matters. It matters. You showing up to meetings on time matters. It's a big deal. What? Let me tell you one of my favorite things. Actually, Wesley not taught me this about meetings one time. He's like, when you show up to a meeting and, and people are there, say if 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 me, Jansen, Amelia, Michelle, and Al are having a meeting, the meeting starts at, well, it's 11.02, okay? And I get there at 11.05, the meeting started at 11, okay? I didn't waste five minutes of time. I wasted five minutes of his time, her time, her time, and her time. It's the, it's, it's the highest form of selfishness. It's the highest form of selfishness. 
Because you say what you have is more important than what I have going on. Yeah, okay. I had to say something about time and a spirit of excellence, whatever. Whatever. Attitude is showing up to work, wanting people to see Jesus on your life. And showing up with a positive attitude to get things done and do what your boss asks you to do matters. It matters if you're in the kingdom of God. It matters. It's not okay to complain about your boss to other employees. That's dishonorable. That's not operating in an excellent spirit. Complain to your wife all you want to, but don't complain to your coworkers about your boss. Show up with an excellent spirit and you might be his boss. Anyways. A lot of times what happens, a lot of times what happens, what happens is, is you let the world going on around you determine the attitude within you. And the kingdom of God is flipped. The attitude that is within us dictates the world around us. You know, I said this, excellence is an attitude, it's not an outcome. When you show up with excellence, I have found this. God is faithful when you show up with an excellent spirit to give you a greater outcome than you wanted anyway. Excellence is an attitude, it's not an outcome. Listen to this. Excellence is the kingdom. If you're taking notes, number two. Excellence is the kingdom. Perfection is religion. Excellence is the kingdom. Perfection is religion. Do you know, you, you know really why excellence is a cuss word in church today for some people? Excellence is a cuss word, number one, because it's a character issue. And then number two is, is the only person that knows if you're really giving it your all is you. The only person that knows if you're really doing your best, if you're showing up, serving with serving your face off with excellence, showing up to work and doing what you have to do to get the job done with excellence, the only person that knows is if, if you are giving your best effort is you. You know, like if you get hired at a new job and you only go 50% for the entire time that you work there, and then you wonder why you don't get promoted. Maybe because, maybe because your boss like thinks, hey, I can find someone who can do better than this. I can find someone who is, who is better for our company than this, and I'm not going to promote this person because it feels like that they're not giving me their all. Do you know that, do you know that, pe- that, you know that I'm not saying God puts every manager in a management position because I would have a lot of things to ask God about but um, what, I, what I am saying is that it doesn't matter who's in the management position that you are under. It matters that you show up and you do everything as if you're doing it unto the Lord and not him. A lot of times in the church world, we think favor is going to be our scapegoat to get us promoted. I don't think favor rests on lazy people. 
I don't think favor rests on lazy people. Excellence is the kingdom. Perfection is religion. We show up and give our best every day. Do you know that this can transform your work just like what I preached last week would transform your work? You being baptized in the Holy Spirit can transform your work. I promise you, this one will be the one that is more likely to do it. I promise you, I've seen it before. Excellence is is the kingdom. Perfection is religion. When we try to be perfect, when we try to be perfect, it really all boils back to normally an insecurity issue. It boils back to an insecurity issue that we don't really think we measure up in the eyes of God. And so when we don't think that we measure up in his eyes, that's the way that, our, that's the way that we carry ourselves. That's the, that's the reason why I am so passionate about theology because what you think about God is how you view yourself. And how you view yourself is how you view other people. And so when I know that God is already proud of me for the job that I'm doing, regardless of the outcome, then I can serve with excellence. I can give my best effort. I can show up with a good attitude. And I don't have to, I don't have to be perfect. One time, uh, I was a part of planning a campus uh, at our old church, and Wesley could tell you all about that. He is, he is super good at, at planning church campuses and telling you what to do and what not to do, specifically. Um, but I had, uh, I had a, me and one of my friends, we were tasked with cutting and hanging sheetrock. Now, let me, let me clarify something for you. We had contractors in our church that did this for a living, right, that have, that have hung every other piece of sheetrock in our facility anywhere at any point in time ever. And we somehow get tasked with this. It's like, take this saw, you know, measure twice, cut once, right? Y'all know that measure twice, cut once. It's what we heard the whole time. Measure twice, cut once. And so we would measure, we would measure again, we would cut the sheetrock, and it did not fit on the wall like it was supposed to. And I'm telling you, we probably did this a hundred times. We had to hang sheetrock in a whole building. We probably did this a hundred times. It's like, dude, can we just not read a tape measure? That's what it just boiled down to. It's like, can we just not read a tape measure? That's what it boiled down to. Here's the deal. I could have said, I, I was this close to just calling somebody and hiring it out and be like, hey, we done it. We got it done. But it wasn't the fact that this was the job that we were doing. It was the fact that the way that we were doing this job. We weren't good at it. We shouldn't have been doing it, but we did it anyway with a good attitude. And a lot of times... And listen, it was not perfect, but it was done with a spirit of excellence. Sometimes you're going to have to do things that you're not good at or that you don't want to do and just show up and and serve with a spirit of excellence and God will honor you for that. God will honor you for that. Number three, you've got to learn to be faithful with little. 
You've got to learn to be faithful with little. The people who were looking to find fault in Daniel, the Bible says this, they were looking to find fault with him and they couldn't because he was faithful. In our culture, we, in the culture of, that we live in, we are not of our culture, we are in the kingdom of God with a kingdom culture looking to transform the world around us. We often view little and significant as the same thing. Or, or little and insignificant at the, as the same thing. We view little things as insignificant. And that could not be less true. Jesus says how you handle little is how you'll handle much. So it's not that you need more money. You need to learn how to manage what you have. It, you don't need more. It would fly, you, you do not need more. You don't need more. You, you might need to cancel some subscriptions and your life be inconvenienced. God forbid. You might, you might, you might need to get a, a flip phone. Okay, I realize that nobody's coming back next week now. Never mind, don't get on the phone. Don't get on the phone. Don't get on the phone. But you've got to learn to be faithful with little because little things done well consistently over time lead to big things. Little things done well consistently over time lead to big things. And I think a lot of times in church, I have seen this mostly in church, is that when life could be inconvenient or when life is inconvenient, right, we abandon taking care of most of the time what we consider little things. Like when life gets inconvenient, having an excellent spirit sometimes it's not doing what you want to do. It's doing what is necessary. It's doing what is necessary. Here are some thoughts that you can, you can like just jot down when you are trying to be faithful with little things. You need to do little things well. You need to do them before you're asked to do them. And when you're entrusted with what seems like a little task, you need to do more than it's expected. That's what having an excellent spirit is. What if in order to get to the opportunity you are asking God for, you were just faithful with the one he has you in right now? What if, what if in order to get the next promotion, you had to show up and do your job in a way that your boss has never seen you do it before. Because see, what you're doing is, is you're viewing right now as little and insignificant. Because that's what, the, that's what our world teaches us. Little things are insignificant. And what if you showed up 
and you did the little things significantly better than everyone around you with a great attitude. What if you showed up and did that at work? I think our culture gets lost in what's next and what's coming next to me and what's coming next, and we miss being faithful with what's now. We get lost in all the things that are coming next, and we miss what's now. Like, do you know at this church, like, we, the, the reason that we are so intentional at this church is because we believe if we are faithful with what we have now, God will honor that. Like, I'm not worried about when we get to some random number that some dude come up with in a room. Why don't we just learn to be faithful with what we have? Why don't we just, why, why, do we, why don't we stop the comparison game? Right? Why, why don't we learn to see what we have now as significant? Even if it's little, even if it's not, even, and, and here's another thing. I've learned this. You have to stop seeing little things as little things. You have to stop seeing little things as little things. You have to see them as this is what God has called me to right now. If it's a job, if it's school, if it's cleaning your room, if it's cleaning your car, whatever it is, this is what God's asked me to do right now. And because God asked me to do it, it's a big deal. Because God asked me to do it, it's a big deal. What if what you're wanting next never comes? What if it never comes? What if God has something totally different in mind for you that is actually better than what you think is next? But you're so focused on what's next instead of what's now that you miss it. Because you can't be faithful with little things now, God's not going to trust you with things later. I'll tell you this, sto this story about when the transition was happening here at the church between myself and Pastor Casey. We were going around, and uh, when uh, COVID hit, all, I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but there was a PPE fund that come to all businesses in the state of Tennessee. You get a set amount of money, uh, and they, they just give it to you. Well, it went to a bank here in town and we go to the bank and we had moved all the money out of that account into our normal account. But there was like a few cents left in that account. So we had to go close that account out. And he gave me the money. I put it in my pocket. I put it in my pocket. I sat down in his car and you know, when something falls out of your pocket in between the center console and the seat of your car, forget about it, right? It's gone. Okay. It's gone. You're never going to get that back. Okay. That is somehow, like if you had a shoe beside you, it would fit down in there, but it's not coming back out. Anything can fall in there. Nothing comes out, right? Not a thing comes out. And I literally looked at Pastor Casey, I was like, I just dropped all of that in between there. And I was like, I literally heard the Holy Spirit, and, and Pastor Casey was like, he was like, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, what do you, I don't, he's like, find it. And I was like, what do you mean, find it? I was like, it's gone. And I thought, I had this thought come to myself. 
is like 90-something cents. The church doesn't need 90-something cents. We have 90 cents. We have 90 cents. We have more than 90 cents, okay? God, Jesus. Everybody, we need to take up an offering. <laughs> yeah. No, we have way more than 90 cents. But I remember this. I took out my phone and I gave what I dropped to the church on text to give. And I remember thinking to myself, if I'm just faithful with 90-something cents, that's a big deal. If I'm just faithful with 90-something cents, if I'm faithful to tithe nine cents off of my 90 cents, it's a big deal. If I'm faithful to tithe $2 off my $20 that I made this week, it's a big deal. If I'm just faithful with little things, God can trust me with more. See, God trusting you with opportunities is just that. It's an issue of trust. If God can't trust you, he's going to find somebody who he can. And I want to be trusted by God. I don't want to just trust God. I want him to trust me. I want him to trust me because I was a good steward over everything that he entrusted me with, no matter how big or how small. Last thing this morning, if you're taking notes, everything I do, I do unto the Lord. Everything that I do, I do unto the Lord. See, there's a perspective shift that has to happen here. And I know I've hit on this a little bit, but you're not just working for your boss. You're not just working for your supervisor, right? People see how you show up to work every single day. People see your attitude. People see what's going on in your life, in your world, and how you bring that into the office or whatever. I, one time I had a boss that, honestly, I really didn't like. Like, I really didn't like him. And um, I remember showing up to work one day, and I show up, and there's this table in this room, and all the coworkers are sitting around this table. I hadn't been working there long at all. I hadn't been working there long at all. All these, all these people are sitting in this room, and the boss isn't there, and they are just complaining about the boss. They are just, they are just, they are just going at it about the boss. And I literally, I just, I just happened to ask, I was like, how long have you guys worked here? And they were like, five years, six years, seven years. I was like, how many promotions have you got? They were like, none. And I was like, man, I was like, this ain't going to be good. <laughs> I was like, I ain't going to get promoted ever here. And I, I remember that day, and I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, if I do what they do, I'm going to get the results they got. So if I show up to work dressed sloppy, I don't smell good. And I show up to work with a bad attitude, just ready to come in and complain every morning. 
if I show up that way, I'll get the same results they got. So our boss comes in. I said, what do you value? I went, to his, I went to his office. I said, what do you like? What do you like? He says, I like when my employees show up to work dressed sharp. I was like, okay. He's like, I like when you show up and you don't stink. We had some employees that had a problem. Smelled like they smoked eight packs of Marlboros on the way to church. <laughs> on the way to work, sorry. <laughs> some of y'all. <laughs> he, said, he said this. He said, I want you to look professional. I want you to know what you're talking about. I want you to know what you're talking about. And I want you to do the small things well. I said, okay. I wrote those things down. I left. I wrote those things down. I said, these are the things that I'm going to do. I went and I bought nicer clothes than everybody that I worked with. The first thing they said to me when I show up, man, what are you trying to do? I was like, not be where you're at. (laughs) People used to mistake me like in this specific job as some boss all the time because I wanted to dress better than my boss did on purpose because he said he valued that. And listen, I didn't like this dude. I didn't like him. I wish that I could roll with him on the mats of justice. You know, I have to sneak it in every sermon. I have to sneak it in every sermon. Y'all... Are y'all not used to it by now? I have a minute and 30 seconds left. I had to sneak it in somewhere. The reality is, is I did none of that for him. None of it. I did that to honor God. Because this is my boss. This is my boss. Even though it was honoring to him, I did that to honor God. And then, I, and then I, would just, I would ask questions all the time. I was like, what do you want to see when this happens? How do you want to handle this? How do you want to do that? Whatever. And, and I would do exactly what he said. Yeah, come on. And these people who hadn't been promoted in six years watched me get promoted three times within a year. Come on. They quit. with the same attitude that they came with. I do everything. That's right, Casey. That's right. Amen. We do everything as if we're doing it unto the Lord. Because we simply want people to be transformed by the world in us and the world that's on us. We want them to see something about our lives that is different. And let me just say this before I close this morning. Let me just say this. You cannot distinguish yourself from the people at your job 
if you, say, if you have the same attitude as the people at your job who are, are, are being weight to your company and that are not carrying any weight. And so I want you to, I want you to think this morning how you can develop a spirit of excellence in your life. These are some things that you can do. But I want you to think just on some little things that you could start taking care of. Like, go clean out your car. Take your car to the car wash. Go clean it out. Amelia took her car to the car wash yesterday. Jansen, you can come on up, buddy. Find some little things that you can do and do those things consistently. Do them consistently. Don't just do them one time. I was actually this week, um, I can't remember what was going on, but I was at the house with Beckham and Anna left. And I had some time between when I got home and where I had to be back somewhere and there were some dishes in the sink. And I was like, well, I can just do those when I get home. And I heard the Holy Ghost speak to me. He said, no, I want you to do them now. Because you can't get up and talk about a spirit of excellence if you're not going to live it. And so I put the dishes in the dishwasher. (laughs) It took me five minutes to do that. It took me five minutes. And what seemed like little... Anna actually thanked me for it when, when she got home. Went a long way. And what seems like little can go a long way if you will just be faithful with it. You stand to your feet with me. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit hopeunlimited.church slash give. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Unlimited Church.